Hello and welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I am David Fraser and there's five of us around the table this week. Um, have all the uh, founders of the podcast, the regulars. First of all, we'll say hello to Paul Finney from Indiars. Hello. And Chris Charles from BT Sport. Hi. And Chris Mendes from ITV Sport. Hello. And first time podcaster. Yeah, first time. First time, uh, Gary De Kerry's. Correct. Did I get the pronunciation yeah, correct? Good, very good. Okay, um, lots to talk about. Um, first of all, uh, let me do what I usually do, which is go through the various ways you can keep in touch, listen to episodes, and help us out. You can follow us on Twitter at QPRpod. You can uh, listen to all our episodes at qprpod.co.uk. You can add us on Facebook. Thank you very much this evening to Stuart Morley, who has bought the beers. Um, Many thanks to him and the other people who bought the beers. And you guys don't know this, but we only have three available podcasts left for people to buy us the beers. It's uh, gone down very well as Paul looks at his own gluten-free beer that he brought in himself. So maybe we should give people the opportunity to buy the gluten-free beer. I just, I'm last in everyone's list. Um, apparently you need to speak into the microphone a bit better I said I'm last on everyone's list I don't expect anyone to do anything for me but that said there are some very nice gluten free beers out there well if you expect nothing you can't be disappointed I was sitting next to my mate at the game on Saturday and he had a pie at half time he opened it and half of it had already spilled out he's like oh Finney's right about the food at QPR it's terrible (laughs) I don't want to be right I'd, I'd rather be wrong about the food but never mind it's what it is isn't it well, beer, food. Thank you very much, by the way, to Stuart and everyone else Thank who's you, done that through our website. Um, okay, so there, there, there's a fair few things on my list, actually, since um, last week. Let's start with the game on Saturday. The reverse, as people call it, to Huddersfield. Um, one of the Chris's. Which one? Should we go with Portuguese Dreamboat or <laughs> Crouch End Dreamboat? <laughs> I don't think that one is actually applicable, so we better go with Chris. It was very frustrating. Uh, another game where we should have got something from it based on our performance. It was just... We, we seemed to do okay until they scored the first goal. And then for the rest of the first half after that, we just completely lost it. They were, they were in complete control. Um, and then with the substitutions with Freeman and Lua coming on, um, I thought we were much better. Unlucky not to get the point in the end. I was convinced we had a penalty only for the offside flag to go up. There are positives to take from it. Freeman's performance, especially, uh, was brilliant. Uh, he was looked very skillful. Looked like he can make things happen. It took his goal really well, and I thought Manning slotted in really well at left back. I was a bit confused when that first happened, but it's no good just having those positives. We need points. Only five off the relegation spaces now, and is the most worrying thing about it is that you know we don't know where the goals are coming from. We've got good strikers who are playing quite well, but unless he you know starts playing Freeman and he gets a run of goals, I just can't see anyone putting a run of goals together for us up front. Formation. Who wants to tackle the formation from Saturday? Mm. Go on, Gary. Well, I was trying to work it out for the first half, uh, sitting with uh, Steve. Steve Sace. Good evening, Steve. Sacey? Yes. <laughs> and uh, we sat there trying to work out, you know, why, why is Powell playing sort of right back, really? Not even as a wing-back because he's got Mackey ahead of him and uh, thought well this isn't really the right time to start experimenting mm-hmm. now we're you know looking over our shoulders um, but it didn't work no anyone like to hazard a guess at what the sort of theory was with the formation anybody think it it worked. Anybody think that the criticism of, of Holloway for starting with a sort of bizarre formation was a bit too harsh? Anybody wish to make the case for the formation? It was a bit harsh because we played all right until they scored the first goal. We had the better of the play in the opening period and we almost took the lead when Washington had that chance that, that was tipped onto the post. But I did th- find it a bit confusing, especially down the right-hand side with Pavel and Mackey. Mm. They seemed to kind of get in their way a little bit. Um, Mackey's tendency was to drift out wide. And Pavel was pushing forward a lot, even because he's got you know such an engine on him. He was pushing forward, so 
I wasn't surprised to see Mackie coming up, come off. Um, we did look better in the second half, but I don't know whether that was because we were chasing the game and already behind um, more than anything else. I think, I think the weird thing is we ended up with taking both of them off, um, which was a bit weird. Um, I think the, the, the idea was to... We knew they'd be strong in the middle, so the idea, I'm guessing, was to go down the flanks, get, get the crossing balls into Smith, he's going to knock them down to Washington or whoever's around, and then bang them in. But we got absolutely keen in the first half in that midfield. The, the, you know, we, we went, I think we, we looked at we were playing five in the back, they put five in midfield, it's sort of stifled everything, but also they kicked us to death in midfield as well. I mean, they. Number ten oh, yeah. and and and, mm. and the guy from Chelsea just had a their own their own little play in the park and we couldn't really cope with that second half. Brown, yeah, is yes. he? We should have known about because he played for Rotherham against he us. Scored as well. Yeah, um, as a mate of mine went, who is this Chelsea? Oh shit! Mm. Um, <laughs> as he scored, sort of thing. And, and the, the thing is, it's just kind of like there is a wee bit of me that thinks we are tinkering too much. We need to we need to get a, a solid plan together, a side together, and just go with it because. We seem to be tinkering a hell of a lot, and it's 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 getting a little bit worrying. We're not in this shape yet, as I said in Twitter, but I'm I'm, I'm stocking up and toilet roll. We were very unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> we were very unlucky again, though. I mean, I know their second goal was really good, the move, but mm. it did there was a lucky deflection in there as well, and those kind of things are not going our way. Well, they saw it coming a mile off. The Huddersfield fans basically olayed that goal into there, didn't they? They started mm. they started cheering right at the top, and yeah. it was just like so in some ways it seemed like we. We're standing off and paying them a bit too much respect. I mean, they were, you know, I think they're now unbeaten in 15, Fifth, one, five. One in, lost one in 15. Lost one in 15, one five straight. They're a good side, but, you know, they're not Barcelona. And I, I know he clearly, Furlong, he clearly, you know, decided to give him a rest. Um, he was on the bench, wasn't he? Yeah. I but I, I, anyone know what happened to uh, Morrison? Because he was he injured or I mean he he's wasn't. Just he's just not fit. No. Is he? He, but he was, I mean he didn't even make the bench, which sort of surprised me. I saw Rebel Morrison at Morrison's the other day. Not Morrison's. Not, not, we were talking about <laughs> at Westfield the other day, and he's had a chat with him. Seeing Ravel Morrison in Morrison would <laughs> be amazing. That would have been. It would have been great. I don't yeah. know if just made that up. Clearly dreaming about it. But Lynch injured was he? I don't know. Anyone heard anything about Lynch? What was wrong with Lynch on Saturday? Why he wasn't played? Unavailable for selection. I don't know. But that, don't the know. thing is I that I, it, it's just that as fans, we sort of left a guess. Uh, are they injured? Are they off for some other reason? Are they? Uh, they are used they to just... communicate it, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. They don't really. It's just anymore. we were sort of scratching our heads a bit. I mean, like the Morrison, yeah, fair play. I mean, he's he's um, he's not fully fit. I get that, but I thought maybe we'd make the bench at least. When they don't communicate it, you kind of, it kind of makes you think there's a reason that they don't want us to know about. Yeah. But then, but maybe there isn't at all. Maybe it's completely innocent. But then that, then that's counterproductive because then gets gets people thinking: mm. is there something when there's there's nothing at all? Maybe we didn't want to do it because we didn't want Huddersfield to know that we had a key defender missing. Who knows? It could be playing mind games. Yeah, no, but, especially yeah. an ex-Huddersfield player. Yeah, yeah. No, but sometimes yeah. if it's just an injury or, or, or a suspension or whatever, the, the club will. If people are asking the club, will just tweet. You know, after the game started or you know half time, whatever. You know, unavailable because. It's interesting. Mm. What did you think of the Huddersfield team budget-wise and what they've spent and what they've got for the money? They've got the fourth um, lowest budget in the league and they're fourth in the league. (laughs) They're doing really well. They seem to be using the loan market well. Yeah. The players they brought in. I think the the difference was that everything they did clicked. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And we we're sort of not that far off at times, but it just there's a miscontrol here or an overhit pass there, just right at the crucial moment. A couple of times getting tangled in people's legs. I mean, we really went for it the, in yeah, the second we were, half. Yeah, and... Second half. I mean, I think you could say we, as Chris said, we were unlucky not to get a point, and there was one penalty for the offside flag. But the second one, I mean, it looked like blatant handball to where I was yeah. in the loft. Um, yes. I haven't seen it back on the TV. I know it could be ball to hand. I mean, I'm in favour of just saying if it hits your hand, it, yeah. then it's a penalty and then you take away any doubt whatsoever. And I also, another rule I'd like is that taking the ball up to the corner flag. Because even when we do it, because we never get it right anyway, I'd just like them to say, right, you can't do that. Time well, when you time waste. Yeah. Harder, harder to bring My in. My dad hates that. Yeah. The thing is, if you're, if you're looking at it from our point of view and your player kicks the ball up, as he's clearing it and it hits his hand and the referee give a penalty you'd be going absolutely ballistic because it's obviously but not played to hand which is supposed to be the thing where the, the ball's supposed to be heading towards the net it's it's a trick but you wouldn't give it I mean if it was an Arsenal Man United player game they'd probably get it Chelsea the big boys would get it but in games in the championship you're not going to get penalties like that well, Chris is saying, right though that's what I'm saying if you, if you say 
It's a hand. If if you handball it, whatever happens in the, in the box, it's a penalty yeah. that removes any. Well, this is they were arguing about the um, the Sanchez goal, the Arsenal the Arsenal goal on Saturday, and apparently technically that was a legitimate goal. There were referees on the radio saying that was a legitimate goal because it was ball to hand and he couldn't have removed his hand, and and so by the letter of the law, that goal should stand but if I agree with you if you just introduced a rule that if it hits your hand it's tough luck whether yeah. you kind of it was deliberate not deliberate you're just not allowed to touch it with your hand and so that, like you know else, it's, it's straightforward to use the old cliche it would even itself out at the end of the season or over two seasons or whatever mm-hmm. um, but there you I, go. I would like a rule brought in that when there's a free kick given against us and the opposition player mourns they get sent off but we get away with it I don't I, think it's going to happen. I would like a rule brought in that if you wear a short-sleeved shirt, oh, you're you can't wear gloves. You can't wear gloves <laughs> with just a short-sleeved shirt. It's ridiculous. So either long-sleeved gloves can only be worn with a long-sleeved shirt. The, the other thing is, but did any... Did no? It, was it, or, or yeah. That's, <laughs> it's like ridiculous. That. Was, was it just me that they got fed up with their continual mourning and the way that they are 44 at the back... And the guy from Chelsea and Lorne, Izzy Brome, was just mourning the referee all the time. I just send him off. It was just doing up my head because it was deliberately wasting time, mourning, falling down, pretending they had a, a head injuries and so forth. It was doing my head. And I don't blame them. We'd probably do exactly the same thing, but the referee, I thought, was right leading because he was taking five minutes each goal kick with a ball in his hand. It's supposed to be a six-second rule. And why does no one do three? That doesn't properly? exist anymore, does or it? Six-second rule. Rule doesn't exist anymore. Does, does six-second rule in, 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 in doesn't exist? Right. Journalists. I don't, think so. I, I, I don't think it does, but um, it's still supposed But to exist. they can still um, book a player for time wasting if he's taking. He was good. Ward was good. He was good. And that's safe from Matt Smith. Very I don't want to like mm. keep. I don't want to sort of say you know not make excuses for us to to lose or whatever or or give it too much perspective but I am going to give it perspective (laughs) Huddersfield are fourth they've lost one in 15 is that so bad to really give them a good go and just come up a bit short against a team that's but we didn't give them a good go in the first half no No, we didn't in the second half we waited until we were too down before we actually I I thought it was a decent performance in the second half and that's why I didn't come away too disillusioned with it um, I'm, I'm not going to make any more predictions after last week's fiasco. No, don't worry. Well. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, thing is, you should, the thing is, you shouldn't go 2-0 down and play for the draw. You know, in my theory. But then, the, you know, the formation is wrong and everything else. I just, do you know what? I just get so frustrated because I'm so sick of losing home games. I don't know about the rest of you. I'm sick to death of losing home games. You, you it's can, eight now this yeah, season. And last season we drew ten at home, didn't we? And lost. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, drew ten and won nine, lost four. Yeah. So I've been doing my homework. So right, but it's just like we're not winning enough home games. Our away form isn't too bad, which gives me hope and Saturday. But home-wise, we need to seriously start turning us around. Well, and you could argue that we're maybe better set up to to to, to get something away. I mean, at Reading, we had I think I mentioned this last week. I think we had twenty two percent possession, or even less than that, mm. and we, we we really played them off the park. I thought. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's the issue. But then that shouldn't be the issue because we, you know, I, I, on a positive note, I thought Smith did. Well, he did what he was supposed to do. He won pretty much so everything. He was, he was literally Gonna passing with his Smith. head, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, the, he see the ball coming and he, he knew he was like playing passes with his head. At, yeah. Did he times. find other people though? I mean, I don't want to like be harsh on him given the first game, but I, I felt it had the. It was a bit like the aerial version of Junior Hoyler who runs, who does spend a lot of time running and it goes into nowhere and he couldn't seem to find anyone. Now, I don't necessarily blame him because he has to get used to the other players mm. um, and they have to know how he plays. I think he ex- can be extremely useful mm. but I thought it was a bit early to hail him as kind of the next aerial threat. When... Do you know what? I judge it on their centre half who at the end of the game when the whistle went did a deep side almost fell to the ground in exhaustion. Smith gave him an absolute mm. afternoon and he knew he was in the game I judge it in that so I would say he didn't enjoy playing against him so I think he can be a real threat he, for us he, he can yeah that understanding with Washington and or whoever he's playing up, up top with will improve uh, I thought he was really good in both boxes Matt Smith defensively mm. as well mm. he helped us out at set pieces and corners the only thing with him playing it does make us a, a bit predictable uh, I don't think that was so much of a problem in the second half because he had Freeman with a bit of trickery around him but um yeah, Freeman was great actually. Yeah. A, a lot of the I don't know if this was sour grapes, but on a lot of the Bristol City forums when they were going, they said, "Oh, he's a one-trick pony. He's a League One player at best." And I thought, I mean, he did all the sort of showboats yeah, and stuff. It, but it reminds me, it's sort of playing the cherry role, but it was when he didn't have the ball and his movement as well was 
was pretty good. I mean, you know, watching Cherry earlier in the season, he was mm. tended to stroll around at times, but yeah. Freeman was getting involved. He, I mean, his his first touch, he did a little shimmy, and, and he got the crowd yeah exactly. straight on. And that was on the his side. The crowd was was dead from from. And that's from it. And, and everything he seemed to do after then, yeah, it did get people up on their feet. Yeah. What, what it kind of confuses the opposition as well because he's wearing number two. So you think, oh, he's, <laughs> a, he's a right back. Oh, actually, that's. What do we think thing. about Luongo? He had, he struggled on Saturday. Didn't he didn't have a good no. game. Um, I think he's a really good player, but he just seemed off the pace on Saturday. What do you think of Luongo, Paul? <laughs> Um, I think I think I think that we have an issue in the midfield. We have we need a ball winning midfielder badly. Um, that was struck to me Saturday. I mean, I think with with him, he tends to fly in the tackles. He was lucky that he didn't get a sterner um, referee who would have maybe. There's a couple of things he did. He could have been booked for, and he could have been sent off if he'd have carried on. There's a couple of little challenges, but. That's because we're chasing the ball midfield, and he was he was basically him, and then it was our centre half, and then they were straight through. So I can understand what he was doing, but have we got a ball winning midfielder? I mean, the whole the way they were doing it with Hall and Lynch. That's why I asked about Lynch. I thought that worked really well because mm. Hall was pushing in, doing that job, and then Luongo and who and, and Manning were able to then be a bit had a lot more freedom to do things. Well, Whereas to take Lynch out and put Hall back in. Well, we haven't seen much of Sean Goss, but he's not. He's more of a ball playing midfielder. Holloway said, Ravel Morrison, exactly the same. So, unless he brings Carl Henry back in the team, and I don't think anyone wants that. <laughs> we haven't really got that type of player. You know, Manning is very dynamic. No, I think Manning gets absolutely. He needs more protection from refs. I mean, he's a, he's an amazing character because he never moans. He, he takes a hell of a kick in during the yeah, game, yeah. and he gets up every time. Never moans. Never falls over. Mm. But the size he definitely of doesn't go missing. It takes no. a lot of responsibility as well, yeah. He's got to be a young player this season. Yeah. I mean, for someone who was so close for to sure. being kicked out to, to turn it around the way he does, he's an inspiration. But, but maybe is it just me or did, is that as recently have we been losing the ball too much in midfield? And do we need to bring? We just do need, I say does do we need Carl Henry to come back? I think we, we just need an extra around. body in midfield in the first half, and he did change it around. We were just mm. getting overrun, mm. um, and they were like, very physical and strong. Number ten Moy and Isaiah Brown. They were just. But so hard to knock off the ball. The ball winner in midfield, is that not supposed to be... Um, God, oh my God, his name's gone right out of my head. Uh, centre-back, centre-back. Grant Hall. Hall, Hall, I beg your pardon, Hall. Sorry, yeah. mind blank. The trouble is, sorry, when Lynch is playing, I think Hall's a better player. Without Lynch behind him, Hall's always, you know, he was a big... By the, the problem with that, Hall's too deep, and by the t- if you've got a team who use wingers, then by the time... They get the ball out wide. They've already bypassed that player. Yeah. Okay. Um, word on Smithies, and there is a reason that I'm asking Smithies on Saturday. Yeah. Apart, I mean, he, there's no way he could have stopped the, the two goals that went in. Apart no. from that, he, he didn't have a lot to do. No, exactly. I no. think he's certainly And the fans, the fans were giving a, their fans were giving him a good reception to, yeah. to basically give him a wave, which he didn't. Are they, they were also singing uh, I, I don't know, Holloway must have predicted him to go down because yeah. they kept singing oh you're watching Holloway yeah, which clearly he was because he was like on the <laughs> sidelines and then you're getting sacked in the morning so he obviously tipped him for relegation I'm guessing as a star pundit I believe so he did yeah I think, I think the thing about Smithies is he's the best goalkeeper we've had in a very long that, time yeah. I just hope to God we have him here next season and it'll be interesting to see what he, happens uh, we won't the easiest oh, player really? of the we year won't. award in a long time this year we so, won't but we'll yeah, have six or seven million pounds I wouldn't be so pessimistic about that I mean I'd, maybe if Huddersfield go up they'll buy him I'll tell you why but we he won't. seems happy at the club I'll tell you why we won't because he's in demand he's a good goalie and we have a very good goalie in reserve so they I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm sure, sure they're, they're, they're keeping sure on loan isn't he Huddersfield's keeps on loan from Liverpool from, yeah, yeah. yeah. Show, so grew up show. in at Huddersfield you know this is Boyhood Club, so you, you wouldn't begrudge him wanting to go there if they were interested in him, if they did go up. But Are they going to have the money to buy him, though? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. any team that goes up. Yeah. Well, I know, though, yeah, but yeah. I mean... They are quite free. Ona is like a Huddersfield Town fan, local businessman, and he, he does run the club really like, quite sensibly, so maybe they wouldn't... Trouble is, Chris, it's only us that waste money in the Premiership, most yeah. of the team. I mean... I was thinking that the other day. I was, you know, you, you're watching. I was watching Burnley play the scum the other day. Sorry, listeners, Chelsea, yeah, scum. Um, cheering, cheering on Joe Barton. And 
you know what? That was going to be my point. But do you want to go on to the other thing? Because I was going to say, I don't remember Joey Barton playing that well for us at times, as as he well as he's played for Burnley. It's quite bizarre. To be fair, I thought he did okay for us, Joey Barton, in the Premier League. Mm. He's one of our better players. Yeah, but for, for, for Burnley, he's like a different player. He was, he was actually bossing that midfield. Yeah. Okay, so we have an interview with um, Alex Smithies, our goalkeeper. He has been on already. Uh, we have had him on already um, this season on the podcast, but Clive, Clive Whittingham from Loft for Words, uh, managed to get a few words with him and catch up with him, and we didn't want to let the opportunity pass. Um, so here is Clive talking to Alex Smithies. Okay, so yeah, these penalty saves, what's the secret? Is it like witchcraft or something? Um, quite a lot of people have asked me, um, especially lately, that what what is my secret? But um, I don't really like to give too much away, which is probably disappointing for yourselves <laughs> and other people who want to know. But um, the main thing for me is a belief that I will save it. I sort of I expect to save it, and um, I try and do a bit of research and look into things more than it just being a lottery. Whereas people on the outside might think, oh, it's, it's a fifty fifty chance of it going in or being saved. Or, but for me, I try and uh, stack the odds in my favour as much as I can so without giving too much away uh, I think there's just a belief there that I will save it Yeah, there's that belief among the fans as well actually, I've never sort of experienced this before of not being that worried when we, we give a penalty away, is it like 50% sort of judging as they come into the ball and 50% homework or not to sort of push you into saying things you don't <laughs> want to say No, I don't. Every, every, every player is different, there's some players that go the same way every time and that might make it a little bit easier in my decision but that's often not the case anymore um, people change it up and there's there's lots of things we look into in terms of run up and uh, patterns of where they've been and the state of the game where they might go as a safe penalty so there's lots of things that we look into but um, a lot of it ultimately comes down to a gut feeling and thankfully that's that's happened for me but f- the big thing is if I am managed to save it can the lads follow it in which um, has happened um, I think uh, Ross, was it Ross McCormack who, who missed and no, sorry someone, someone missed for Fulham and uh, it wasn't Fulham missed that many penalties yeah, I mean it's, it, it's difficult to keep yeah right. sorry and it, it wasn't it wasn't followed in and he, and he just uh, he's just hit it wide sorry it was Villa um, and Ross McCormack's got the rebound he's just hit it wide and I'm screaming at lads saying come on clear the second one so uh, that's important to me as well to make sure that they don't follow up the rebound. Yeah, they're too relaxed. They just they're <laughs> expecting you to save it. That's 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 High the issue. Expectations if they expect me to catch it every time. <laughs> um, so, you, like your own personal form this season is is really good. Sort of in in contrast to the to the team. So, taking it from a personal point of view, you must be really pleased with how you're playing at the minute. Um, I'm pleased to have played all the league games and managed to keep my place in the team. But ultimately, I'm a what what we're all doing is a, as as individuals is a reflection of the results we've got, which is not great. So there's, there's certainly room for improvement uh, from all aspects of our games, and um, I certainly want to be the best person I can be to help the team. And you know, ultimately we've we've not got as many good results as we should have done this season. Mm. You came down from Huddersfield originally. Can you sort of take me through how that happened? Because it's not it's not like an obvious move, Huddersfield to to QPR. You've been at Huddersfield your whole life. You're a Huddersfield fan. Why sort of then and, and why QPR at the time? Um, obviously, I'd been at Huddersfield for a long time and all the way through as a pro, but from the age of eight, I was at, I was at Huddersfield as well, playing for the, the schoolboys team. So um, I felt like I'd progressed as, as far as I could go at that point. And at, at some stage, I think a change uh, in, in, in move is is important because I think you can start to go stale I had sort of a cushy job there where I thought I, might, I had a good chance of playing and to really challenge myself you know, and put, take myself out of my comfort zone I thought that was probably a good step for my, my career obviously when, it, when I first came down uh, Rob Green was in the team and doing well and um, I had to really battle it out with him and that gave me an opportunity to probably train a little bit harder and work on things that I'd not had the opportunity to do when I was playing so many games and really focus on what I wanted and that was to get into this team and stay there What's that like? Because goalkeeper is an odd position like, it's not something that gets swapped and changed a lot and I don't think sitting on the bench for a long period of time is anything you'd sort of experienced before in your career so how was that? Is it frustrating or did you come here expecting that to happen? What was the sort of emotion at that time? Um, I always see every year um, if there's two or three goalkeepers in the first team squad you know the person who deserves to play is the best person who's training and playing the best and you can't have any 
problems if that's if that's the case. So I use that opportunity to try and pr- improve myself. It's difficult, it's frustrating, but ultimately, if you deserve to play, then no doubt you'll be playing. Um, it's yeah, it's it's hard, but I try to see the positive in it, and I, I use the training aspect that I was able to train a bit more and work a bit harder. And uh, when I did get my chance, that I would have improved on certain aspects that I wanted to improve on. Mm. So there's no like I don't know devil in you hoping that the other guy makes a few mistakes and you get and you get in there's no sort of selfish element to it like that no not at all I mean when you get when you do get a chance in the team you want the team to be um, full of confidence and winning games because it helps when you when you sort of move into the team um, and things change so quickly in football in terms of injuries and it could be a red card it could be a, lot, uh, a change in form that you've got to be ready and I certainly wouldn't wish uh, badly on anyone mm. I just sort of you, you use control what I can control, and is that, that, that's the way I'm playing. Do you look at Huddersfield now? Because obviously we, we, they beat us again on on Saturday. They're obviously a great team this year. Do you look at Huddersfield and think, ah, oh, shit, I probably should have given that a couple more years? No, not at all. I mean, like I said earlier, the the fact was that I needed a move to freshen up and really challenge myself and take myself out of my comfort zone. So I'm I'm pleased that I've done that. Um, and now it's sort of not really concentrating on what Huddersfield are doing, just focus on what QPR are doing and trying to help the team to become better and get better results. What is the? If, I mean, if you can put your, your finger on a problem this season, what is it? Because we're not we're not quite there. We seem to be playing quite well without getting the results. Is that you know? I'm sure the the lads talk about it amongst themselves. What is the one thing that you can put it down to? I think a lot of it comes down to consistency because you see performances that we've put in against. Wolves away and Reading away and we've pl- played some some really good games and just being able to do that week in week out and that's what the best teams do and the teams at the top of the league um, are able to perform week in week out without these dips in form and I think we've probably had too many dips this season we've shown signs that we could be a top team um, and I'd, I'd imagine as we spend more time together as a squad the squad's all in place now after the January signings and spend more time with a manager that will will become more consistent. That's the thing, isn't it? Because if we you think if we played like we played at Newcastle, we would have beaten Burton. But you, there was then there's a dip there, and then up for Newcastle, and sort of somewhere in the middle for Blackburn. Is that is that frustrating the lads as much as it's frustrating the fans? Yeah, it's very frustrating. Uh, we obviously feel that you know we, we play against Newcastle, playing really well, and play Burton. From the outside, people would expect us to win that at home, and it wasn't to be. Um, and that is frustrating, but. F- from a player's point of view we don't really like to dwell on past results because I think if you get too tight uptight on, on that you know you'll, you'll lose confidence and we sort of just got to the old cliche of next game matters we're sort of looking at the next game always and um, we'd, we'd probably try and try and get that consistency but if you, I think if you focus too much on what could have been you know it's probably going to affect your confidence mm. Loftus Road's been a weapon for us in the past. Is it? Does it hinder us when things aren't going quite so well? Because you can hear everything that's sort of being said, and the atmosphere at home games this year hasn't hasn't been that great. We've only won four times at home. Does it? Do you have to sort of block that out when it's when it's kind of not going for you? If you see what I mean. Um, for me personally, um, when the fans are are on side, which they are more often than not, then uh, it really helps. Uh, but at the same time, you know, every other game we play away from home, we play away at Newcastle in front of nearly fifty thousand fans who are wanting us to lose. So, I mean, if we can handle that pressure, there's no reason why we can't handle pressure when things aren't going well at home. But I mean, more often than not, the fans fans have been fantastic, and I think the atmosphere towards the end of the game on Saturday are really, really helping us to push forward, and um, we're unlucky really not to not to get them a result. Mm. You put, like, as we said, your personal forms. You know, more than fine. It's a you're playing really well this year. I saw a quote saying you feel like you've moved your game up a level, and you've been nominated for these London Football Awards as well. That must is that like just an added bonus playing for one of the unfashionable teams and getting award recommend? You know, yeah. I mean, they're they're all added bonuses, um, but things like that. It's it's not what we do it for. The what we do it for is to get results and winning an award. Um, is as nowhere near the same feeling as. Uh, winning a game on a Saturday that feeling if you could replicate that and bottle that I mean players would buy it by the bottle load but um, no what we do it for is the results and um, that, that's the main thing mm. so I mean not to, to to sort of trap you into anything but there's like speculation about a contract and things like that I mean how much can you actually sort of say about that with 18 months left on the deal 
Yeah, I mean, like you say, I've got eighteen months left, so there's 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 no panic there from either side. I don't think um, I'd like to stay. Um, hopefully, we can get something sorted quite quickly. Um, things never take never happen as quickly as you, you might expect and things are dragged out there's a lot of other things going on from the club side that they have to deal with so n- nothing like that's ever overnight um, but from my perspective I'd, I'd love to stay for the long term future mm. Despite the, the speculation about other teams having a look at you I mean it's inevitable goalkeepers good ones are in sort of rare supply and there's the speculation about other teams having a look at you is it does that sort of come into it or yeah, do you block uh, that out? Or? I think as you say it is only speculation there have been as far as I'm aware, there's been no no offers or anything like that, so it's not even, nothing to even talk about. Um, like I said, if I can get a contract sorted, then I'd be delighted. Um, I'd imagine we will do, um, but I've got 18 months left, so there's absolutely no rush on that, that, that uh, respect. And do you see it as a relegation battle at the moment? Presumably, one you, you're all confident of winning. If so, do you, but we're sort of just above that whirlpool at the minute. Is it, what's the sort of attitude? Do you see it as you know we're in trouble here? We need to knuckle down, or? Um, I wouldn't say so. Um, you know, it's not. A, I've been in relegation battles where you're in and around the bottom three, and we've not been there this season. So, um, you know, things could be a lot worse than they are now if you look at the teams below us. And we've got a run of games where we think we can pick up points. So I certainly think that we can, you know, um, get to safety early on and you know kick on from there for the back end of the season. Okay, that's great, mate. Thanks very much. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much to Clive for that really good interview. Before we go on to the interview, Chris, Charles, what were you eating during the course of that interview? (laughs) Uh, Space Raiders. Space Raiders. Um, Are they? They. Gary asked, are they still ten p? No, I'm afraid they're twenty p. They're twenty p now. I don't think I've seen them since I was in school. You know, we're obviously not looking hard enough. Pickled onion flavour. If anyone's really interested, I, I could, I could smell that. Yeah, the box. yeah, yeah. Very yeah. good. Do they, they still sell tangy toms. I've never so, even heard of them. No? no, anyone heard of tangy toms? I, yeah, I remember them. I haven't yeah. had a packet for years. But. Okay, I've got one that only you'll hear this because I know you're obsessed with people under nineteen listening to the podcast. Go on. But for those of us that are a certain age, anyone remember Texan bars? Oh, I used to love Texan yeah. bars. Yeah, I was speaking. No. Yeah, I was talking. So what we need at QPR is a Texan bar, Space Raider, and a Tangy Tom meal deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's get and a dentist. <laughs> so. Um, very good interview by Clive. Thank you very much. Um, e- even though you described us as... What did you describe us Unfashionable. as? Unfashionable. Unfashionable. Yeah. But despite that, we'll move on. Um, I like Clive's he, radio voice, though. That, Clive, if you're listening, you, you don't sound like that in real life, but I mean, it's good enough for the radio. I mean, Clive plays football on a Monday night, which is why he's not on, on the podcast very often. And I'm sort of glad, because if he was, then we'd all be out of a, of a role, really, because he, he, he's very good. So, look, the main thing that I got from that interview was um, Smithy saying that he wants a deal, wants to sign a new deal. Sure he will. Um, do, do you know what I got for that interview, though? I get a, a guy that's very intelligent, that knows what he's talking about, who's an excellent goalkeeper, who will stay here. But I'll tell you what, that boy's got a brain. But the way he's up with the penalties and everything else, he, he's, a, he's a top-class keeper. I just wish he was Northern Irish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I mean, yeah, I, it, I, I think as much as anything, we need to... I know he's, he said he's got 18 months left and there's, there's no hurry, but... Really, I mean, if push comes to shove and we do sell him, then it's better to sell someone with five years on the deal than yeah. 18 months, clearly. Um, I hope it doesn't come to that. I mean, personally, I would, you know, he does sound like he wants to be at the club and I think someone else mentioned his family has settled and all that. So I think it'd be nice for Ollie to say to him, look, we'll give you, see where we are at Christmas. If we're in sort of bottom five or six, you know, then fair enough, don't stand in the way. But what, what? If, we're, if we're up there challenging, then... What I found interesting was, you know, I know he'd been at Huddersfield for low, for many, many years, but he felt like it was didn't have enough competition there so uh, you know it'd be interesting if it ever gets to the point at QPR like that where he's you know so far ahead of any other keeper that we keep he busy. feels like he wants to test himself more and <laughs> we keep him busy <laughs> okay I've got two other things to talk about for the R's end stadium and forever R's the forever R's club which um was there was a special edition of on Saturday which one first any preferences go with, go with the the issue we need to deal with which is Forever Ours and then we should talk about the stadium okay so Forever Ours um, for anybody that missed it or wasn't at the game they had a, a, a I guess special set of inductions for Forever Ours the Forever Ours ex-players club on Saturday which was is it pronounced posthumous posthumous yes. yeah. posthumous inductees which is players who have really made their mark on QPR who are no longer with us 
I thought it was really nicely done. Hmm. Um, Andy was... Sinton spoke really well as well. Yeah. I mean, you think he obviously didn't play with, apart from uh, Maka, you know, he, who he knew well as a teammate, but he, I thought he spoke excellently. And mm. shout out to Paul Morrissey as well, who um, I thought, yeah, the, the whole thing was, was done really nicely at half-time. And, and also shout out to the Huddersfield fans, who uh, quite yeah. a few of them who were applauding each and mm. every one of them when they came out and when they went off. So. Yeah, good point, good point. I suppose the only sort of controversy or talking point was that I think some some family members went well, on yeah, Twitter. Mac, is that right? Mako's daughters went on Twitter. I mean, I, it's, it's a bit... I know... Listen, Mako's family lived near me back home and we've had the girls on the podcast and I know Dave Anderson quite well. We had Courtney on, didn't we? Yeah. Right. And it's it's difficult because it's their dad. They love him to death. Yeah. Um, and he, he he he's a legend for us, but he's their dad. You know, whereas he played football for Queens Park Rangers, he's their dad. Yeah. And I guess they feel and it's not the club's fault that they they, they, they they should have known about it. Now why they didn't know about it, I don't know. That's maybe a family issue, but I put no blame on the club. It's just sad that the you know, because you don't want to have a go at the club about something like this because it's a brilliant thing the club done. And I, I'm told that the club. The invite lists were down to the family members. Well, yeah, that's why I said was you know it's just a shame. I'm I'm I, I kind of know, but I'm not going to say things that are, 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 are relevant to this in some way because it's not my place to say it. It'd be disrespectful to the family, but I just hope it gets sorted one way or another so it doesn't happen again. It is a shame, and I'm you know when something like this happens, it's obviously a great initiative from the club. It just gives them the opportunity to. Maybe invite them down for for another game. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not trying to be a clever artist. Saying, by the way, I know the family, so I know they're. So I don't. I just think the club did a brilliant thing on Saturday. Whatever whatever come out of that, what they did on Saturday was amazing. They should sit down and be very proud that we haven't forgotten those who are no longer with us, and that's what it's all about, um, including Ray Jones as well. Um, and and the thing is that we need to. Just I guess be be, be mindful that there's other family members who. It's no fault of the club. We'll go on Twitter, and it's their dad. So I, I yeah. do understand why they're upset. But wasn't Ray Jones not inducted this time? Because I thought, and maybe I'm getting confused. I, I didn't think he had family members there, and they were going to do him. I think, him I, think I, I saw online that the club tried to contact the family, but they hadn't had any joy so far. So, so they didn't induct him. Yeah, they'll be doing yeah, it another, another, another time. Yeah. I think yeah. what I'm saying is I'm including him in it because obviously he's sure. He's, I'm not saying the club are right or wrong not to do that. I'm just saying. Including, including Ray. Okay. Um, stadium. So the club announced last week, or it was leaked. I think it was leaked, actually. Mm. Well, sorry, rather. It appeared as a... Sorry, I shouldn't say it was leaked. I mean, it was leaked by someone. It was leaked but by permission. There was a news piece that mm. alluded to the fact that QPR are now focusing their search for a new stadium on the Linford Christie Stadium, which is less than one mile from Loftus Road. But apparently they're looking for a speedy conclusion. That's all I'm saying. Oh, very good. Oh, dear, dear. Very good. <laughs> that, that has to be done. See ya. Um, any thoughts? Well, I, I hope... It's, you know, it's not going to be easy. I hope they can see the finish line in sight. It's an idea that friggin' Doug Brigham has done. Location-wise, it's very close to Loftus Road. Yeah. Um, I think it's more viable than the Old Oak option. It's not going to be easy because local council, you know, there are complications being so close to a prison and a hospital. Um, there'll, there'll, be, there'll be people who fight it, but and if they want it, anyone will be problems. trying to get out to uh, come and watch the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm quite positive about it because the whole old oak thing was a complete non-starter from what I could gather, and was never going to happen, and was posturing by the club. And this looks like it could happen and could be viable. I mean, it, it's it's a shame that we spend so much time on Old Oak. Regardless of whose fault it was, we're not going ahead with it. I mean, the, the mirror described it as a mess. I don't know. Um, I guess if you know the big boys are going to be in for that land because we were for fortune. But the scrubs is ideal for us. Let's be honest. And you got <laughs> you got the pavilion across the road, which has just been done up, which is a nice little plumber. Um, and to be fair, it's it's near me mum and me sister. So I've got somewhere to park. So oh, yeah. oh, wow. but oh well, that's it. That's, that's, that's it. Yeah. Gary, I think you were going to say something. Yeah. Yeah. I think I read online somewhere, someone got a quote from Linford Christie that he was quite pleased about it. I don't know whether that's yeah, true I, or not. I, I, I just love the fact that you know someone's gone round to his house. So no, but so the quote was, he's a fan of the club. 
But oh. I think Linford Christie meant he is a fan of Harry the running Ga- club. Yeah, the yeah, running club, yeah. not QPR. Well, and that, that was one thing that was raised online. That was about <laughs> he's from Hammersmith, though, originally, I think. Yeah, he's from the area. Yeah. No, he really but he used to live um, in Rice a while ago. I mean, I, that's where I'm from, and used to often see him popping in news agents and places like that. Never seen him in a QPR scarf. Was he like Billy Wiz when he went past to get a paper? <laughs> to stop. <laughs> oh, Christ, was that, was that He was at the height of his good, sort of, good uh, modern reference. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One, of the, under, one for our younger fans, younger listeners. He's obsessed with things like yeah, yeah. One of the concerns yeah. people have is the potential of having a running track around a stadium, but I think the idea is to have the... That, stadium yeah, the, the idea is that it's yeah. not going to be West Ham-esque. Yeah. But uh, I, I wondered whether the, the, it was... You know, there was a bit of a sort of a cheeky move by the club to get that put out there, so to give the old oak people a bit of a nudge yeah. and to reignite. That's definitely yeah. not the case, no. Yeah. Okay. Old oak's a dream. Isn't lunchbox, it? R- lunchbox road. It is there. <laughs> <laughs> so like the, the, thing, look, the thing is, everyone agrees that we need to leave Boston Road for the board to do what they want to do. Yeah. It's it's local. We stay in the the area. We still have connections to the community though it would be ideal the running tag obviously scared people but if they're going to sort that out that's grand um, and let's face it you know it's the only thing that worries me is the tube, there's East Acton Tube near there isn't it which is yeah. a very small tube station which I'm sure they're going to have to enlarge or do something like that but I don't care because I'll be parking at my sisters and walking down so I'm, I'm fine Paul's alright yeah. everyone Paul's I, all no right. I, I think they should go with it just because I can walk to the Harrow Road from there well it's not it's not far from White City and Wood Lane as well but you know the other thing is do, do we feel though that Loftus Road has had it or that's it now there's nothing we can do for the old girl I love Loftus Road I, yeah. you know I do think longer term the club if they have ambitions to to be self-sufficient then they do need to move to a new stadium well, that, that is the, the thing I think um, the, it's the what the stadium's doing when it's not match day um, I mean I went up to Preston to watch QPR last season we went to Blackpool for the weekend and we stayed in the hotel at Blackpool's yeah. ground mm. and while we was there we seen um, they, they'd hired some of the executive boxes out and they were having like mass mm. on a Sunday morning but you know yeah you've got to use these yeah, they all use the these grounds could we wind a wee bit there mass yeah. at a football ground yeah they were, they were singing yeah. Walking I, up and down I've, the corridors. I've and, been in the hotel at the Rico Arena as well. Yeah. Like similar yeah, circumstances. Yeah. Like they use these grounds the whole time now. Yeah. MK Donalds, they had one snooker there. Get married at QPR? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So um, our <laughs> end. We've got to do our end because we're already at the end of the podcast. I'm going to start, and this is a very this is an open all ours ours end. So our esteemed engineer Harry, who's been with us for two years. Yeah. A year, over a year. He's he's still with us. He's still with us, but um, next season he won't be with us. Whoa. Yeah, he's still with us. Got seven, eight, nine more episodes, something like that. Where you got next year then? Away. 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 Not the scrubs. Away. So um, we need to work out how we're going to record the podcast next year. So this is an appeal to anybody with, um, I suppose, basic technical skills. Tape recorder. Um, who, we, who might be interested in helping us out. We actually do have the equipment. We have all the equipment. Um, we just need someone with perhaps a bit of um, engineering or sound background who would like to learn how to do it um, to get in touch um, so that we're up and running for next season. We, so We will offer beer, good dates out, and a damn good piss-up nannigan. Exactly. Everything that we never offered Harry. Basically. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry, so get Harry. in touch with us through the usual means. Gentlemen, somebody else is our end. Okay, well, mine's uh, uh, <clears throat> just about Tiger Feet 8. Uh, can't believe it's 8 already, but this is, as you probably know, the annual walk to raise money for Tiger Cups. The, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That was a Mendes knee yeah, yeah, that yeah. whacked the table. Sorry, there. sorry, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's excited about that. Yeah. Tiger feet eight. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, Tiger feet eight. So it's yeah to raise money for QPR Tiger Cubs, a, a, a team for children with Down syndrome, which is a fantastic cause. Um, we yeah we've done seven so far. The last couple, including this one, are going to be from the training ground to Loftus Road. Simply, really, because we've only got Fulham and Brentford in our division, and both of those games are either moved to morning or Friday night, which is just not doable. Mm. So hopefully we'll have Palace in there next season so we can walk there again. Um, so it's before the Rotherham game, which is on 
18th of March. Thanks, Gary. I knew you'd know. I'm uh, doing it. Are you? Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary's yeah, doing I'm it. In. Paul's doing it. 18th um, of March, you say? Yeah. 18th of March. I knew that, but I forgot. I said Patrick's Day was a day. Oh Jesus! Yeah. I'll, yeah. Be, I'll be grand. Paul always does it hangover anyway. Yeah. Bring so, the stretcher. Uh, we just carry around. If you Google, Google Tiger Feet Eight, then you will find the fundraising page. Raised 14 grand last year, which was amazing. Brilliant. And amazing. it all goes yeah. directly to the kids and their facilities. So. And then kids are so worth it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. Paul. Well, he just he, he kind of touched on what I was going to say because QPR Colin um, tweeted it last week, so I'm, I'm pleased you've done that. I want unity. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm sick of the. You know the, the arguments on Twitter. I'm sick. Of, I say this every week, but it's getting ridiculous. It's like you know, someone's pro Sir Les Ferdinand, someone's pro Ian Holloway. Let's be pro Les Ferdinand. Let's be pro Ian Holloway. Let's hope that Les gets it right. Let's hope that Ian gets it right, and we stick together because we're in deep shit. You might not realise it, but we're looking over our shoulder, and we cannot afford another relegation. So please stop arguing. I know it's coming from me, and it's slightly hypocritical because I argue more than anybody else on Twitter, but. <laughs> yeah. we, a little bit. I, I, I got yeah, a little bit. I got a few scraps last week with some people that, that I wish I'd never started. Anyway, um, yeah, anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. Unity but and positivity. Unity, positivity, and really, really... I'm wasting my time saying this because we always get behind the lads in away games, but, you know, let's do it on Saturday with no argument. And I'm, I'm, you see me with my daughter on Saturday, and um, if you're going to abuse anyone, abuse a Birmingham goalkeeper. Please don't abuse our own players, which we don't do in a whole, and we will get out of this as long as we stick together. Is your daughter going with you? She's going with she you? She is. Oh, well done. You've been working uh, on that for games. so long now. No, she went to Birmingham last year and everything else, but I, I lied to her deeply. I messed up the train time. She thinks she's going down there for a shopping experience in London. A little bit. But she's not. <laughs> and I, I looked at the train times, and she'd be lucky if she gets a hamburger. Um, but you know she's she's Rangers. She'll enjoy it. We'll win, and it will forget it. If we if we get, if we get killed, and um, I mean lo- lose, then she's going to kill me. <laughs> um, it's as simple as that. But she there's a Nando's. I promised her a Nando's and shopping. So I might do it in London when we get back at ten o'clock at night. Chris Mendes. I don't really have an Arsene, but it is, okay, va- yeah. it, is Valentine- <laughs> it is it is it is Valentine's Day tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people will be listening to this on Tuesday morning or, or on Valentine's Day. Uh, so don't tell the florist. Good luck. So I'd like anyone listening to uh, let us know on Twitter who your favourite QPR partnership is, strike partnership of all time. Ooh. Good one. As in, they have to have played together or like fantasy yeah, partnerships. Partnership. So you couldn't say Charlie. O- no, you couldn't. <laughs> you you couldn't say Charlie Austin and Les Ferdinand. Well, let's let's you let's have to say let's widen it. Let's widen the horizon. So let's what, you, widen. What, what you said in Valentine's Day is you want two people to have played together. I get you. I get you in this one. I'm no, you. but can I go Les Ferdinand and Charlie Austin? Yeah, you can do that. So if okay, you had a dream fine. QPR partnership, Your dream strike partnership, dream strike partnership. I've got it already. Clive Allen and John Byrne. Okay. Okay. Gary, you're ours then. Um, I was going to also mention uh, Tiger Feet 8. Oh, sorry. Um, been done, mate. But, yeah, we've done that. So, and I also you're also going to mention Unity. Also ours. been done. <laughs> yeah, done Forever Ours. Done day. that. Done. Done. Then, <laughs> I've written next to Forever Ours, uh, Wish They Weren't Ours. It's just a little, hey, um, nice. little game I play every uh, home <laughs> game. <laughs> Sad. But um, yeah, there's always I sit there and I always come out with one person who I think, oh, well, you know, what's he? OP doesn't come back here at half time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> who's, that who's your wish um, well the, there's one person who I hope never comes back to QPR it's Mr. Mr. Barton definitely I you know, don't like him but I, I go on about it all the time yeah. forever <laughs> can the I time add soon? one thing to it's uh, so <laughs> unlike you to add to your you can say event. Steve Slade or no, Morrow or no, someone no, like no, that no 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 not at all no, I'm okay. going to go with something that we, we haven't talked about which we probably should spend a minute on quickly is a managerial appointment which is Holloway and the one we didn't get that went to Swansea. Well, oh. is is that still talkable? That you know, we is, can talk about that another time. Yeah. But I mean, good luck to the bloke. Basically, he, he didn't he didn't want to come here the first time from Mike and Gala. Mm. Is it? I'm not sure. I think he would have come. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. We've, we've had two chances to get him, and both times we haven't took that option up. Is it something Paul that we've got to regret? Yeah. They want it. Well, it's who knows? The, the fact of the matter is, none of us know what went on. The only thing we know, as sure as damn it, is that the the dream manager that Tony Fernandez tweeted about was him, was Paul Clement. Oh, okay. That's really the only thing we know. Back yeah. to Unity. 
Back with team and the manager on Saturday. Just uh, asking a question. Gary, before Paul interrupted yeah. you, did you finish? Because it's very impolite to interrupt la- guests. Who, who was the last no. person? I, I was going to mention about season tickets. Just some of us have been wondering about when they're going to announce anything for next year. Because I thought Lee Hoos is quite keen on sort of getting in there early and yeah, but getting the money. In. Is it because of what's happening at the moment where we're not? And you know, also sort of looking over the shoulder. People won't do it. I don't. I, I, Doubt how many people will buy a season ticket no, not knowing whether it's going to be in League One or the Championship. Mm. Also, we need to look at Walker prices. Are still a bit high. anyway, but yes, let's yeah. get Also, yeah. is it is it any? Now, before we go quickly, sorry, sorry, everyone wants to go. When you said people, you don't want to come back. I was thinking about people in the crowd to sit near you. Is there anyone that sits near you, you don't want to come back? Yes, I'm not <laughs> naming them on this podcast. Um, probably the guy that sits next to me, not Steve Sace. Uh, the other side. Uh, he just criticises everything. Uh, Saturday he was shouting at Connor Washington, telling him his legs weren't long enough. Does he listen to the podcast? <laughs> Nothing much could do about that. <laughs> legs um, everyone's as blind as a bat. Gary Butters had one leg short and the other. He's other right. one. If you're listening, yeah, shut I'm up. Sorry, he, this guy always goes uh, sort of two minutes before the end, so he miss. He always misses injury time. How do you know he goes about eighty minutes? So he's a legist. Yeah, a legist. Okay, oh, predictions. You? Uh, yes, but I'm not going to say who. Right, not, not, not Darren. If you're listening, you're all right. There are other people near us who I would not be sad if they didn't come. The back. reason why I ask is I reckon everyone near me would like me to move, and I don't believe them. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I don't imagine this makes for good listening. No, go on. Do you? No. Should we just do predictions for the Birmingham game? Chris is banned. I'll start with my prediction. So, if Clive were here, he would say, hmm, let's have a look at it. A team that I think they've won once in 10 games or something like that, or once since the new manager came in. Yes, but they didn't beat anyone else and they returned to type on Saturday or the weekend by losing. So, Clive, if he was here, would say, Mm. take your pick. You know, we'll help you. We'll help you find your form back. Is Um, there anyone that hasn't scored for about 15 games for them up front? Probably. I am going to... Plough on regardless and say we will win 1-0. 2-1, I think we'll win. Damn, I love you, David. Well, I thought you was going to go for 1-1. Uh, that's what I usually say, but I can't say it three weeks in a row. <laughs> well, I, I had uh, a few quid on Mystic Mendez's 2-1 this week, but unfortunately he got it the wrong way around. Um, and after last week, Still right, I, I, I'm just going to do, yeah, I, I'm going to say we're going to lose 1-0 and hope, yeah, I'm wrong Jesus again. Jesus, Chris. Paul? I think it's, it's shit or bust. Um, and I'm going. I'm, I'm going for a two-nil away win for the, the Rangers, and hopefully this will be our manager bounce, and we can. Because no, we never get that. And um, I love your hat. Um, and we need that. And Chris um, is putting his hat on. Yeah. Such yeah. is the clamour to finish this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. I Paul, t- two whilst nil, you finish two your nil, stream of consciousness. Smith and Washington. Gary. I'm going to go 1-0 QPR, um, but it'll probably be a draw. But a draw would be a bad result. So we don't draw enough games. Not drawn that many games no. this year. Just lost no. a lot. Okay, Chris now has his coat on. Harry's about to pull the wires out of, of all the connections. So it's time to finish the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Open All Us. QPR. QPR.